Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. Hey, hey, fam, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word is experienced in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gober. Hey, man, what's happening with you? This is our first podcast, and uh, I am really excited about what God is doing uh, through me with this podcast. Uh, It's a new venture for me, but it's not really that new because all I'm doing is doing what I've been doing which is teaching the Word of God to God's people, Uh, just doing it in a different format and in a different way. But it's still your boy talking, so that's that's really what it comes down to. Uh, As we will do with uh, future podcasts and with this one, we're going to start with a word of prayer. So uh, if you join in with me, uh, just pray along with me. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to hear a word from you, God. We thank you for what you are doing in this time, that you are revealing so much truth on such a deeper level to your people that will allow us to live our lives in a godly manner and to be the Christians that you have called us to be. Help us today as we hear this word, that we hear it the way it it needs to be heard for us and that it is spoken in a manner that is clearly understood and uh, uh, will be able to be simply applied to the lives of those who hear it. We thank you and praise you for all you continue to do in our lives and through our lives. And we declare these things to be so in Jesus' name by faith. Amen. All right, all right, all right. Here we are, fam. Uh, now, the question may come to you because it came to me. So, Cliff, uh, why a podcast, dude? Why not a, a home Bible study? Or why not continuing doing Bible studies at church like you did in the past? Well, that's a good question. Um, uh, last year sometime, I got a package in the mail from uh, one of my spiritual mentors. And it was a collection of cassette tapes uh, of Bible studies that I had done, small groups, at my church uh, years ago. And I uh, looked at the tapes, listened to the tapes, was wondering what to do with the tapes. And, you know, I, I endeavor to be a person of excellence in all that I do. And the uh, honestly, the, the quality of the tapes were not that good. Uh, not good enough to, that I thought could be um, uh, distributed to people and letting them hear it. But uh, it put me in a mindset where, you know, Maybe there is something that I can do. And since podcasts were becoming popular uh, and because other people uh, had been talking to me about doing something uh, on a different platform, uh, I decided, okay, podcast and prayed about it and sought God. And uh, I've got notes of all kinds of things that I've taught over the years uh, in various Bible studies at church and in different places. And I said, you know, let's let's put this together. And so. We came together with it, and I've got some great assistance from uh, my brother uh, where the technical aspects of getting the right equipment was concerned, and God gave me some, uh, gave me a word to share with the people uh, over the next few podcasts. So, you know, hey, listen, we'll get together, we'll sit down, we'll crack open the book, and uh, we'll learn some things that God wants to teach us, all right? All right, so let's get at it. Today's podcast I'm really excited about. Um, you know, for those of you who know me, I like to keep things simple and practical. 
where the word of God is concerned. I think we've been preached that and hooped that and hollered at and and uh, you know been poured the Greek and the Hebrew down our throats, but not always gotten the word in a manner that's going to uh, bring. Uh, a life application where we can learn how to apply the word to our lives on an everyday basis uh, uh, between the Sundays, as I like to say. So we're just going to do a simple talk slash teaching about the value of the word of God today, the value of the word of God. Now, you know, if you don't know, this is the first time listening to me do what I do. I go with a lot of scriptures different uh, uh, translations of scriptures and bring proper what I believe is a proper context to the uh, scriptures themselves. So here we go. Diving in. First podcast, the word experience podcast. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's look at Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. And we're going to start with that again. We're talking about the value of the word of God. You know, if you're going to live a godly lifestyle, I mean, a lot of people put the label of Christian on their lives, but uh, or call themselves Christians, which, you know, hey, what your relationship with God is, is none of my business. That being said, if we're going to live godly lifestyles, I think we need the word of God and an understanding of the word of God that will help us live godly lifestyles. And so Hebrews chapter 12, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, one of the things, I mean, that's a that's a mouthful, but 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 the first phrase in that scripture, I think, is really important to understand that the word of God is living and powerful. I think another translation said it is living and active. As a matter of fact, the amplified translation of uh, Hebrews 4 and 12 says for the word of God, the word that God speaks is alive and full of power making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. The word that God speaks is alive and full of power. And that power now makes that word that God speaks active. It makes the word that God speaks operative. It makes it energizing and it makes it effective. Uh, for far too long, I think, that we, we've looked at the Word of God as just words on a page or, or things that ministers use in sermons or uh, spiritual cliches that we've developed based on the Word of God without understanding that this Word is active and it is alive. It reminds me of that uh, old Frankenstein movie when Frankenstein comes alive and Dr. Frankenstein says, It's alive! It's alive! Right? The word of God is alive, it's living, it's powerful, and that power makes it active. That power makes it operative. That power energizes, I believe, energizes the reader. When you, when you read certain psalms that speak to you, when you read the wisdom that's, that's embedded in the Proverbs, and those things begin to speak to you, they, get in, they energize your spirit, man. 
right? You read a scripture that's 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 right on point with where you are in your life. It, it, it energizes you because it, you realize God is speaking to me, that this word is speaking right to my situation. I, I know many of you have had situations where you've gone to church and the man or woman of God begins to minister some things based on the word of God and it hits you right where you live. You go, my God, were they in my bedroom last night? Were they in my kitchen this morning? Because what they're saying to me now is active. It's living. And and when I hear that word that speaks to my situation, man, it really energizes me. And now I can use it to be effective in my life. So it's not just words on a page. It's not just, you know, this 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 King James language, the these and the dials. We don't want to get so caught up in the rhythm uh, and the routine of reading and studying the word of God that we miss the fact that we are reading a live document that has the ability the ability to impact our lives, uh, maybe as no other document that we read can do. All right. Uh, so. The first point we look at the Word of God is that the Word of God is alive, all right? It's alive. It's a living document. The second aspect of understanding the value of the Word of God is that the Word of God is for our learning. That's one of the purposes of the Word of God. It's for our learning. And and, and we want to look at Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Now, I'm sure uh, some of you guys who are listening right now have Bibles. Some of you guys who are listening right now have Bibles on your phone. So I want to take the time to make sure everybody can get to the scriptures that we're talking about. I don't want you guys taking my word for it. I want you to be able to look at it yourself and see what the word says for yourself. All right. So Romans chapter 15 and 4 says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope that whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope so not only is the word of god living and active and powerful and operative and energetic and all those things we talked about before Reading the Word of God uh, also gives us patience, and it gives it brings comfort to our hearts. Um, you know, you had a rough day, and you take a lunch break, and you go read some scriptures, and it brings comfort to your heart, right? You read some scriptures that encourages you to trust God or things of this nature, and 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 patience may kick in, right, as you're reading it. In addition to reading things that we we read these things to learn certain things we learn about mankind we learn about god we learn about the love of god we learn about the people of god who lived thousands of years in the past we learn life lessons from the mistakes of those people so there's all kinds of learning that goes on when we are reading the scriptures all right and and the apostle paul was writing this and basically, the scriptures that he was talking about or the things that were written before time were a lot of the things in the Old Testament. Now, at some point, we're going to do a good lesson on the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament or what I like to call, I heard a man of God call it, uh, before the cross and after the cross. But not today. Today, we're going to stick with the value of the Word of God. So the Word of God is alive and it is active. The Word of God is for our learning. 
Now, one translation, this is the Phillips translation. It says, for all those words which were written long ago are meant to teach us today that when we read in the scriptures of the endurance of men and of all the help that God gave them in those days, we may be encouraged to go on hoping in our own time, right? So when we read about what God did for other folks, right, in the scriptures, we can be encouraged to know that if he did it for them, come on, what my old saint said, if he did it for them, he'll do it for me, right? If he did it for Daniel, he'll do it for me. If he did it for David, he'll do it for me. If he did it for Joshua, he'll do it for me, right? But we don't know what God did for Daniel or David or Joshua if we don't go back and read those scriptures for ourselves, okay? And, I, and I'm really a huge advocate in believers reading the word for yourself. It's great to have a minister in a pulpit break out some scriptures or right in the middle of preaching a thing he rattles off a few scriptures or she rattles off a few scriptures that's great but you want to make those notes in church and go home and in your prayer time and in your study time crack open that book and read it for yourself because there is a corporate thing that god does where the word of god is concerned but there is also a personal one-on-one -on -one thing that God does where the word is concerned. More, more, more importantly, where revelation of the word, right? There is a word that goes forth corporately that may be for all the people and everybody can, you know, grab something from it. But, but personally, when it's one-on-one, -on -one, God will take that word and tailor make that, res that, that revelation just for you. Where, where you'll see where that word fits in your life in a manner that it fits in nobody else's life, right? So we get this word, we read it for ourselves, and, and uh, let God talk to us. So, all right, so the word of God is alive and active. The word of God is for our learning. And then point number three, uh, we want to look at the connection between God and the word. And for that, we want to go to John, the, the, the Gospel of John, chapter 1 verse 1 and i know for many of you these are very familiar uh passages of scripture um, but we just want to you know string all of this stuff together to give you an understanding and a context of the value of the word of god all right john chapter 1 verse 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the Amplified translation of the last part of chapter one says, and the word was God himself. So here we see John connecting God to his word. Right. That's not that, you know, uh, amazing of a concept. Um, I am connected to my words. If I if I write an email or if I type a text I was going to say write a letter, but I haven't written a letter in <laughs> I don't know how long. <laughs> but if, if I send out an email, that's my word going out to someone that I'm emailing, right? Well, I am connected to that word. That word is a representation of me. It has my flow. It has my flavor. It has the types of words that I use. It has the sense of humor that I have. So reading a letter or an email from me or a text from me is just like talking to me, right? So likewise, reading the word of God is just like 
listening to God. You know, people talk a lot about talk a lot about how do I hear from God, and and you know we'll do a teaching on that how to hear from God. Well, first base in hearing from God is reading His Word, because in His Word He's talking to us. In His Word He's speaking to us, and it is as if we are in heaven, sitting at the foot of the throne, hearing God speak through His Word. So God here connects Himself to His Word. Amen. And so not only does he connect himself to his word, he also watches over his word. And, and I have the image of, a, of a, a, a chicken, a hen watching over her, her chicks, right? Making sure that they get what they need, making sure that no, no harm comes to them. Making sure they are well fed and well taken care of, that that hen watches over her chicks, to make sure that, that those chicks are protected. And uh, to support that, we want to look at Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. Verses 11 and 12 say, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well. For I am ready to perform my word. Now, you know, you read that on the surface in the King James and you go, okay, what does an almond tree have to do with <laughs> watching over his word? Well, the Amplified says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch or shoot of an almond tree, the emblem of alertness and activity blossoming in late winter. And then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. All right. So that that branch of the almond tree was an emblem or a representation of alertness and activity. OK, um, I believe it was the almond branch that God used to prove that Aaron was the priest that he had called. I believe Now, see you got to look that up for yourself because I might be right, but I might be wrong. <laughs> But here, the almond tree branch represents alertness and activity. And so God says, just like the almond branch is alert and active that you see, I also am alert and active to my word, that I'm alert to my word. I'm active where my word is concerned. Now, you know, some people may think, well, I, you know, I quote scriptures all the time, but I never see God move in my life. Well, it is, it is faith-filled words and we'll we'll do a teaching on faith that might be our next podcast on faith but faith-filled declaration of the word of god confidence in the word of god that you declare right it's more than just saying the words right how many times have you been in a conversation where somebody is saying all the right things but is having no impact in your life because you know they're just empty words they don't mean anything they're just saying it because that's what they're supposed to say. Or they're just saying it because that's what they're expected to say. Okay. Um, oftentimes when, you know, I, I do some teaching and, and some instruction and I've taught with children and, and things of this nature. And oftentimes you'll hear people, you'll ask someone a question and they'll give you an answer that they think you want to hear. But it's not really sincere. It's not really uh, uh, the real deal. 
right? And so when we start talking about declaring the word over our lives or declaring the word over our children or declaring the word over our situations, they have to be faith-filled words based on the word of God and not just reciting it like, you know, the, the Bible is some magic book or something. It's, it's not like that. Uh, so we'll do a teaching on faith uh, another time. But, you know, we see that God is going to watch over his word to perform it. All right. All right. Next point that the word of God is a lamp and the word of God is a light. This is one of my favorite scriptures. This is uh, Psalms 119 verse 105. Psalms 119 verse 105. And Psalms 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Another translation says, Your word is a lamp for my steps and it lights the path before me. And I like to say that the word of God has a dual purpose where this is concerned. A lamp to my feet. It identifies where I am in life. You know, if you take a, you know, a lamp or a flashlight in these days and, and, and move it around your feet, it will give you a sense of where you are, where you're standing, what your environment is, what you're around, right? Uh, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? If I'm, if I'm caught up in the latest trends, right, if I'm caught up in the latest style, if I'm caught up in the latest whatever, Right. And it's taking me away from my relationship with God. That word will show me where I am. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm being caught up in the, 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 the affairs of the world or uh, I'm, I'm being conformed uh, by the world's way of doing things. That doesn't mean you don't dress in a style or what's ever going on or clothes and fashion or things of this nature. But it is an internal thing. Right. And so this is what the word of God will do. It will be a lamp to my feet and it will show me where I am. Right. But it will also be a light to my path, which will show me where I need to go. Right. So the word doesn't just tell me where I am. It also shows me where I need to go. It lights up my path. Right. If, if I need to have more wisdom, I can go look up scriptures on wisdom and see how I can walk the path of wisdom. Right. One scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. OK, so there is the path being lit. Right. If I can understand what the fear of the Lord is, that's the beginning of the path for wisdom. Right. James said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who will give to him liberally and he won't make him feel bad about it. But ask in faith. Right. So if I need wisdom, I know I can ask God for wisdom. And where did I get that knowledge? I got it from the word of God, which is a light now to my path. Amen. So the word operates as a lamp for my steps. The one translation says, and it lights up the path before me. This is what the word of God does. Man, this is this is more than just that book you carry to church on Sunday. And I think some of us understand that these days. But I think more and more we need to understand the value of those 66 books that God gave us. Right. In order to live lives that are pleasing to him to live lives that put us in position to receive the best that God has for us on this earth uh, and to live lives that are example to the goodness of God, which will then be an advertisement to those who don't have a relationship with God to move on into this amazing relationship. And the word of God has the ability to do those things. All right, let's look at our next point. 
the value of the Word of God. The Word of God is the manual of instruction. You know, if you buy an item or you buy an appliance, right, uh, every item or every appliance, every piece of technology, I'm looking at my cell phone right now, all of those things come with manuals of instruction. Uh, right now, I teach at an aviation college, and uh, we talk to those guys. They're training to be an aviation mechanics, and we talk to them about the value of the manual that you must use in order to repair the aircraft. Well, God has given us a manual of instruction to help us repair those areas in our lives that have been broken, whether it's by sin or uh, circumstances or the way we were raised or the people we were raised around or the environment that we were raised around, things that broke us. The Word of God is, 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 is um, the Word of God has the ability now to uh, operate as a manual to show us how to fix what's broken, and it operates as a manual to show us how it's supposed to work properly, right? So let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, and we're looking here at, at the Bible or the Word of God as the manual of instruction. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, I, got a, I have another uh, translation here, the message translation, and it says, Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the Word of God, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Look at, look at, look at all of the different ways the word can be used. Showing us truth, right? Exposing our rebellion. Correcting our mistakes. And training us to live God's way. And, and, you know, for me as a Christian, man, you know, one of these days I'll share, you know, my testimony and what I went through and all those stuff. It wasn't crazy, but it was my testimony. Um, but, but you know, training us to live God's way. And, and once I, I recommitted my life to the Lord, I said, I just want to learn how to do this thing. I said this earlier in the, in the podcast. I want to do this thing right between the Sundays. Because many of us have learned how to do church. But godly living oftentimes escapes us. And, and, and if we're really going to have an impact in the world, we're going to have to be able to live godly lives when people are watching. And we're going to have to live godly lives when people are not watching. We're going to have to live godly lives on Sunday morning. And we're going to have to learn how to live godly lives on Thursday afternoon. Okay, and the way we can do that is getting into this word, really, really studying it and allow it to show us truth, allow it to expose our rebellion, allow it to correct our mistakes and allowing it to train us how to live God's way. 
And I think if we can really grasp the word of God and use it in this way as a manual for living, right, uh, our lives will begin to change. And what will happen is we'll change from the inside first. And as we change on the inside, it will begin to affect how we change or how we do things on the outside. It will affect change on the outside. I was uh, speaking with one of my business partners earlier today, and we were strategizing on how to approach someone with their contacts and things of this nature. And we were going back and forth, and the decision that was made was based on integrity. It wasn't based on uh, what's best for us necessarily, although we, we believe that if we do it the right way or do it God's way, it will end up being best for us. But we really looked at it from a perspective of integrity. And, and I know for myself, that wasn't always my testimony. I wasn't always looking to do things based on integrity. But in uh, using the Word of God as a manual of instruction, I began to train myself using the Word of God and understanding the value of integrity and correcting those things in my heart. Right. That caused me to want to get over on people that caused me to want to be selfish for me to win and not really caring about if anybody else won or not. Right. All of this came out of spending time in the word and allowing the word to do the training uh, and the teaching and the showing and the, 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 the lamp uh, uh, fixing uh, uh, that, it, that it does. That it shows me where I am, it shows me where I need to go, and then it helps me to get where I need to go. So the, the Word of God now operates as the manual of instruction. I mean, how many, <laughs> I think many of us have tried to do this. We buy things and, and we just start using them. And we don't look at the manual and we don't read the instructions. We just we're just so excited about having that appliance or so excited about having that new phone that we just, boom, we just go out and do it. Right. And and we never understand all of the things that the device can do because we didn't read the manual of instruction. I have a car uh, that has the ability that when I get in the car and close the door, my driver's wheel, my steering wheel automatically goes down to the position that I set it. Do you all know it took me two years to find out that my car had the ability to do that? And for two years, I would I would I would get in the car and I would bring down the steering wheel with this lever that it has. And when I was getting ready to get out of the car, I'd raise up the steering wheel with the lever. Had no idea that when I closed the door, the the steering wheel would come down on its own. And when I when I turned off the ignition and opened the door, the steering wheel would go up on its own. Why did I not know that? Because I didn't read the manual of instruction. How many things in our lives are not working because we don't take the time to read the manual of instruction because we feel like, I know how to live. I know how to go to work. I know how to pay bills. I know how to save money. I know how to study for class. I know how to do this. I know. But do you know how to deal with your anger issue? Do you know how to deal with that thing that happened to you when you were five years old? Do you know how to deal with receiving love from people do you know how to be a giver and not be selfish 
right? And the Word of God is designed to help us with that stuff. The manual is designed because the manual comes from the manufacturer, right? So who better to know how the thing works than the manufacturer of the thing itself? So who better to know how our lives are supposed to work than the manufacturer of our lives who is God himself, right? And the manual of instruction has been given to us to be able to figure all of that stuff out, learn how it works, learn how it's not supposed to work. If you got missing parts that you need to order some parts, you know, I don't know if you got missing parts in your life, but you know, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> all right, let's move to our next point that the word of God even though it's a manual of instruction, it has to be rightly divided. Many people will read the Word of God and not have it in the proper context, uh, read it uh, without certain understandings. Uh, I heard a man of God say, um, you know, uh, if, you were, if, if, if you read the text without context, if you, take the, if you take the context away from the text, yeah, I messed it all up. <laughs> If you read the text without context, you're left with a con, right? All right, I messed that all up, so you'll figure it out one day. <laughs> but but we want to read the Word of God in proper context, and it must be rightly divided. Um, I did hear a man of God say that there's two ways to interpret the Scriptures, the right way and the wrong way, right? Now, there's different revelation that comes through the Word of God. You can read one Scripture one year, and get a certain revelation. Five years later, you can read the same scripture, has totally different revelation, right? Because revelation now comes by the Holy Spirit, comes by life experiences, and God tailors that word for our own particular lives. But an understanding of the context, that that that's um, that's something that needs to be consistent. And in order to do that, we have to rightly divide the word of God. All right. Uh, we're staying in Second Timothy. Let's look at Second Timothy, chapter two, verse 15. Second Timothy, chapter two, verse 15. And Second Timothy, chapter two, verse 15 says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. And, and I didn't mention this, but most of these scriptures that I'm reading are coming from the New King James translation. Uh, I'm, I'm, I appreciate the these and the thous of the King James, the original King James, but we just don't really talk like that. So um, I'm, I'm down for simplicity and understanding. So, you know, we just keep it simple and basic. So Second Timothy, again, chapter two, verse 15 says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The Amplified Translation says, study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Now, in order to do that, you have to study. Now, the word study here uh, in this scripture doesn't mean study like we understand study. It, uh, the earlier translation I read, be diligent. It talks about diligence, and that's what he's talking about. That being said, 
In order to correctly analyze and accurately divide and rightly handle and skillfully teach the word of truth, you are going to have to study that word. You're going to have to break it down. You're going to have to look at different translations. Maybe, you know, you know, maybe you can take some some Bible classes at, at, at a Bible college or a seminary or things of this nature. I, I hesitate towards that because I don't want people to think that they have to be able to go to seminary or have a master's in divinity or whatever to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. OK, this word was not written where it was a requirement for you to go to some seminary school. And there's nothing wrong with seminary. I have no problem with it. <laughs> Some of my best friends went to seminary school. My pastor went to seminary, okay? So it's not about going to seminary or not going to seminary, but it's about really taking the time to break down and study the Word of God for yourself, to get the proper context, to be able to analyze the Word correctly, to be able to divide the Word accurately, to be able to handle the Word in the right manner, and for those who minister to be able to skillfully teach the word of truth. Because when we do that now, that manual for instruction begins to make more sense to us. And when it begins to make more sense to us, it makes it easier to apply it to our lives. And once we can apply it to our lives in the proper manner, then our lives will begin to get closer and closer to the thing that God has called us to be or the way God wants us to live. Uh, I myself have been subject to incorrect teaching and got a misunderstanding of various things in the word of God. And I remember the first time I heard a, a man of God teach the word and skillfully teach the word. I found myself as I grew up in church, Sunday school since I was, I don't know, five years old, uh, you know, Every Sunday at church, you know, sermons on top of sermons. I used to sing in a gospel group, and we'd go to various churches and hear all of these different sermons. And, and I found myself listening to someone skillfully teaching the Word of God as a man. And I, I, I said to myself several times, oh, that's what that means. Oh, that's what that means. Oh, that's what that means. Right. Because I had finally found, finally found someone who skillfully taught the Word of God. Right. Who accurately divided the word of God and brought understanding to me. And that understanding allowed me to see the word in the proper perspective with the proper context. Now I can apply it to my life and see change happen. And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure we divide the word properly. We want to make sure that we don't take other people's word for granted as what the word means. We want to have men and women of God who minister to us, who skillfully teach the word of God so we can gain understanding. And we can go back and look at those notes from that particular sermon and look up those scriptures for ourselves and rightly divide that word for ourselves so we can get deeper understanding and not just to have understanding, but that take that understanding, apply it to our lives, and see change happen. Amen? All right. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of scriptures here, and I want to make sure that, because um, I don't want to spend too, too much time with this. Ooh, this is a lot. We may have to do a part two. That might be what we have to do. We might have to do a part two of this, which is fine. Which is cool. We're not going anywhere, right? We're just sitting here chilling. <laughs> All right. So let's end with this. Let's look at meditation. And we're going to look at meditation equaling success. And we'll do part two of the value of the word of God for our next podcast. Is that cool? Y'all cool with that? All right. I, I see you nodding your head. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> it's hidden. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. And this is a very familiar passage of Scripture. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will then have good success. The second part of the verse 8 from the Amplified Translation says, For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Now, the point here is uh, meditating on the word on a regular basis, right? Day and night just simply means on a regular basis. Now, Joshua had the things that Moses had written, and it's the book of the law. And he had all, the, all of the, you know, 600-some-odd laws that were written uh, by the, that we call the law of Moses. What we have is that plus the Gospels, that plus... Uh, some of the uh, major prophets, minor prophets, the Gospels, uh, the letters from Paul, the letters from Peter, the letters from James, the letters from John, all of those things now that we have that we can meditate on. And when we're talking about meditation, you know, we're not talking about sitting cross-legged somewhere on the floor uh, with our eyes closed in some type of position. You know, clear your mind of all thoughts. That's not what we're talking about. When we talk about meditation here, we're talking about, you know, that phrase from back in the day, letting it marinate. You know, taking a scripture and letting it marinate and turning it over and thinking about it and, and looking at it from different perspectives. Here's a great example. Uh, Psalms 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Right. Uh, verse one. And so you look at the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord and, and in, in, the, in the Old Testament, when you see the word Lord in all caps, what it essentially talks about is, is, is God, Yahweh, uh, the, the supreme being, uh, the almighty God, right? And so you start looking at saying to yourself, and this is meditation, the, the, that the almighty God is my shepherd, that the almighty God is my shepherd. That the, that, the, that the creator of the universe is my shepherd. Wow. God wants to be my shepherd. And because God is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall never be in a situation where I am in want. Why? Because the God of the universe, the God who made heaven and earth is my shepherd. Right. All we're looking at is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We didn't even get to the rest of the scripture. And you can do a half hour just on the Lord is my shepherd and looking at that from a lot of different perspectives. That, my friends, is what we call meditation. And when we do that with the various aspects of the word of God, we chew on it. We roll it over. We let it marinate. We think about it. Uh, uh, we talk about it. If some of you are, are, are people who journal, you journal about it. Right. And now when you meditate on that word on a regular basis, 
right? You can do it to a point where you can see yourself doing it. You can see yourself operating as a person of wisdom. You can see yourself being uh, uh, prosperous and successful. You can see yourself as a great husband, or you can see yourself as an amazing wife. You can see yourself as a straight-A student because you've taken the time to meditate on that word that's connected to those aspects of your life. You've meditated on a word, uh, the words on wisdom, or you've meditated on the words of prosperity. You've meditated on the words of what it is to be a great husband or what it is to be a great wife or great parent, right? You meditate on that word. You let it uh, 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 saturate your thinking, right? You, you, you look at it from different perspectives. Then, he says, you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success, right? You will deal wisely and have good success, right? This is not uh, 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 praying uh, five hours a day so you can be successful, and there's nothing wrong with praying for five hours a day. But if I could spend significant time meditating on the Word of God, because the Word of God is alive and active, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, because the Word is alive and active now, that word starts doing something on the inside of me and it begins to show me things. And now in combination with the Holy Spirit, I begin to get directed in certain ways. And I begin to see things from a different perspective because I've been spending time meditating on that word. And if I meditate on that word enough and meditate on that word enough, it will lead me to a place of success, right? The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And when I meditate on it, study it right, rightly divide it, spend time in it, let it be my manual for instruction, right? Let it be all of the things that we've talked about in this particular broadcast. Then we will have success in areas that maybe we've never had success in. And our lives begin to change. Uh, the phrase I oftentimes use, our lives begin to change little by little, step by step from the inside out. And that's what we do. And that's all the time we have for today. Was that cool? Did, 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 did we get something from that? Is that all right with you? Well, listen, uh, I'm not sure how often I'm going to put these things out. I think I may do it every two weeks because I want people to be able to really observe, absorb uh, these individual podcasts. Maybe I'll get to a point where I'll do them every week. Uh, but your boy's kind of busy these days. <laughs> But um, we'll definitely, every other week, I think, we'll put out a new podcast that you can listen to, share with your friends, listen to over and over again, put it out on social media. You know, I'm not that concerned about millions of people hearing these podcasts. I am concerned about doing them and putting them out there and letting God do what he does. If all I get is 100 people listening to this on a regular basis, I believe that's 100 people that God will use me to change and impact their lives. So if it's 500,000 people, if it's 3 million people, if it's just my cousins and my brothers them, right? Um, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time being concerned about that, but I am going to do what I can to get these things out there so you can have access to them and uh, be able to listen to them on, the, you know, while you're working out on your drive to work, um, however you uh, ingest podcasts. So this is cool. It's a new endeavor for me. I'm very excited about what God is doing and uh, look forward to sharing more with you 
on the Word Experience Podcast. Uh, Thank you again for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. God bless. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.